Hey there, Gator fans. Welcome to another edition of Celebrating 96. This is Hayes Carlion. This episode of Celebrating 96 is sponsored by the personal injury law firm of Harold & Harold, a local family firm available 24-7, and my friends who you can trust. Harold & Harold, don't settle for less than you deserve. So, the team's in a little bit of a bind now. Uh, they just lose uh, in Tallahassee 24-21, and it's the old adage of don't let that game beat you twice. Um, but it even is compounded further as Florida gets ready to go to Atlanta to take on the SEC West champion Alabama because Alabama was actually really good. Uh, They're ranked 11th in the country. So Florida has gone to Atlanta and faced some overmatched West champions before Arkansas and, and so forth. And and maybe even an Alabama team here or there, uh, you know, that that wasn't maybe as strong as, as some of the other title teams that they've had. But this Alabama team was loaded, and it looked like they would be a really good matchup against Florida. They uh, entered the, the game with one of the best uh, defenses in the country. Uh, they, they had the top-ranked defense in the Southeastern Conference, and they were the national leader in pass defense. So it was going to be a big challenge. Uh, so think about that. You, you, you come off the field in Tallahassee, you think your national title hope is, is over, and uh, and you've got to go get ready to uh, to play a very good Alabama team for an SEC championship, and uh, it, it was really interesting. I, I think, in large part, this uh, this really went back to an old Steve Spurrier uh, kind of uh, tenet of his program, which was that winning the SEC was of utmost importance, and so I think that helped. Florida get reorganized, but it, it, it took a day or so. I you know we'll, we'll look forward to uh, having you guys hear from Collins Cooper. He's one of my best friends. Uh, I've known Collins since uh, since he was a baby. Uh, our parents are are super close, and uh, he was a kicker on the Florida team. He was a walk on. Uh, ended up getting his opportunity because Bart Edmiston got hurt in Tallahassee in that game. So here comes Collins having to kick. Uh, you know in the SEC championship game. And he came through for the Gators, hit a big field goal in the second quarter. Uh, but I want you to hear from him and, and just kind of just what, what it was like being on the team around this time, because everything starts to line up. So Florida is able to have a good week of practice after really getting into a late start to it, to the week. And we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Um, they obviously get, you know, a few hours before the game, the, the first major domino falls for them and that Texas upsets Nebraska, which no one saw coming. And I know that sounds funny to say now, uh, but at the time, Nebraska was the juggernaut. They were, you know, the defending national champion. And uh, Texas, I, I want to say it already lost two or three games that year. The line had to be double digits. And, uh, and Texas upsets Nebraska, which obviously does two things. Florida is fourth. They're behind Nebraska. So it allows Florida with a victory over Alabama to move up to three going into the bowl season. But it also opened up the spot in the Sugar Bowl. And that was a big key as well. Uh, It was going to give Florida the opportunity now that if they won the SEC, they would go uh, and and have a chance to play Florida State in the Sugar Bowl. So so obviously the, the mood around the team was incredible in the few hours. So I always think that's a fun conversation uh, when you hear players talk about, you know, where they were and the environment in the hotel when uh, when Texas pulled the upset 
over Nebraska. So we'll look forward to that. But the Gators overcame a lot of adversity uh, against Alabama. Uh, Mo Collins had gotten hurt right before the game. It forced Donnie Young to move. It just the offensive line attrition and and different lineups was a was a theme throughout this title season. Um, Zach Pillar was limited, but it really didn't matter. Uh, Florida was just simply sensational. There was uh, one stretch in this game, a 17 play stretch in the first half, in which the Gators gained 239 yards on those 17 plays and scored 24 points. And uh, and and. Alabama never really threatened. It was it was forty five thirty. That would give you some idea that maybe this was a close game. It never felt that way. Uh, Florida was in control from the start, uh, so it's a great day for the Gators. They win their fourth straight SEC title, and this senior class of ninety six finishes with a sensational thirty four and two SEC record. They never lost to a team from the East. So now here is my interview with Collins Cooper. All right, we are pleased to be joined with Florida kicker Collins Cooper, now a judge. Certainly proud of uh, proud of that. One of my dearest friends in the world. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How are you, Hayes? I'm doing good. Tell everybody good. what you're uh, what you're up to now. Your post uh, Florida career. What uh, what's been going on? Well, I uh, I ended up going to law school after I graduated Florida, and uh, a quick fast forward to today, as of um, uh, January of 2019, I'm a circuit judge here in my hometown of Jacksonville. Some I feel very blessed and fortunate to be able to do that, and it's uh, it's a great job. And I'm, uh, you know, I enjoy coming to work every day and trying to do the best job I can. It's it's, it's a wonderful experience so far. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're uh, certainly an asset to our uh, our great city. All right. Well, it was funny. I sa- I texted you a picture of this uh, earlier today. So um, I'm going through the the Gator Bait National Title, uh, you know, commemorative issue celebration, and there's this great picture of you. Uh, standing next to Coach Spurrier, uh, getting the Gatorade bath after the fifty or excuse me forty five to thirty victory over Alabama. Uh, do you remember that? Oh yeah, definitely. I remember. Uh, you know, you're talking about the game and the picture. I remember both for sure. Yeah. Uh, what What was it like being that close to him? As Spurrier's got this wide grin and 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 he's got the jacket on because he knows it's coming, and right. uh, and he's getting the Gatorade bath. And you, there's a, you you must you seem like you're uh, you're laughing hysterically. Uh, I first I appreciate the picture. I hadn't seen that in a long time. Um, and yes, I was laughing hysterically. And just the quick story, I. Uh, some of the other kickers, uh, Robbie Stevenson, Matt Teague, and those guys, Bart Emerson, and everybody, um, would started calling me at some point in my career their PI, which stood for private instigator, because I would kind of <laughs> instigate things. Not in an instigate for getting the Gatorade bath, just to be clear, but uh, I enjoyed watching it, and it was it was a fun moment, and it's certainly a memorable one. That's awesome. Let's let's start with uh, let's go back a little bit. So tell us how uh, you got involved with the program to to start. Well, I, I went to high school locally here at Episcopal, and uh, I had uh, you know two of, two of the other two amongst the coaching staff. Two of the coaches, uh, uh, who one of them who's still there, Coach Charlie Hunt, and uh, also George McIntyre, who is now uh, you know no longer with us, but uh, uh, his son is just as a side note, uh, Coach Mike McIntyre, currently the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss with uh, Coach Kiffin. But in any event, George McIntyre, Coach McIntyre has some. Uh, contacts through his coaching career. He used to be, among other places, coach at Vanderbilt. And I think he was the SEC coach of the year in either like 82 or 84. And I think he had reached out or gotten a hold of Coach Ron Zook, who at the time, I believe, was at least in part our area recruiter for Florida. 
And so uh, I got an opportunity to walk on at Florida. Um, and, you know, obviously I, I wouldn't turn that down. I had a couple of small school offers, but uh, it didn't take much convincing for me to have an opportunity to play at a program like Florida. So that's what I ventured out to do. And then tell us about how you got your opportunity. Edmonston was the kicker, but what happened uh, that, that enabled you to, to step in for the, for the SEC title game? Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to be, be quick. I, I, I think it's kind of a neat story. Yeah, take uh, your time. That year, uh, Coach uh, Wilson was um, kind of our special teams coach, and he was, uh, I think, I think, a big fan of, of mine in terms of just you know kind of recognizing my work ethic, I believe, and trying to do the right thing every day. And so I got to do a lot of second team uh, reps, you know, in practice, and uh, I got to travel for the first time to the Florida Georgia game, which was really special because I'm from here that year in '96. And then uh, when we played FSU that year, the first game. Uh, it was Thanksgiving weekend, and I remember we had a practice. I want to say it was Thanksgiving morning, and then depending on how far away you lived, I think you were allowed to go home. And Jacksonville was within that uh, parameter. Uh, so I went home, and I, I think uh, my memory is that I was not on the travel list, but I got a call Friday morning from, uh, I believe, Jamie Speronis, who was kind of Spurs sort of you know assistant that helped him out in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And basically wondering where I was at, I think I had missed a meeting, and I said, well, I'm not on the travel list. He said, well, you're supposed to be, so how fast can you get here? So I got in my car and then hurried along back down to Gainesville and got to travel with the team Tallahassee. And then, uh, you know, Bart uh, was the starting kicker, you know, all year. And uh, he had an unfortunate, you know, injury late in the game. I think it was maybe the fourth quarter. And so uh, when Coach Wilson uh, – and I had – you know, I, I traveled, like I said, so I was – the backup and the coach Wilson said, go get ready. And I kind of felt the life, you know, go out of me for a moment because <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> the daunting to be in Tallahassee at the end of the game like that and being told that I'm going to go in, but I was excited deep down. So I got to kick the last extra point that game. Um, and then the next week, Bart was not healthy enough to play. And so I got my first opportunity to start. And that was quite a stage to have your first career start the SEC championship game. So that was a really cool experience. And that's kind of how that happened. Did you know all week that you were going to need to kick against Alabama, or was it was Bart sort of a, a game time decision? I knew all week. I think okay. it was decided, uh, and I didn't know all week. It was. I think he, if, if it wasn't public, I think Bart had told me, "You know, I'm not going to be ready to go. You need to be ready to go." Okay. And so uh, I, I was preparing all week to be the the start of that game. And then what was it? Uh, what was it like? The environment, kicking in a dome. Did you like that? And then, obviously, tell us about the 35-yard field goal that you know comes in the second quarter and enables the Gators to take a commanding 17-point lead. Well, it was really neat. I, 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 what I remember, one of the first things I remember uh, as far as the actual game was going out to warm up, and I see this, you know, legend and Lynn Swan come up to me and start asking me questions. Oh wow! He was working for ABC at the time, and he was asking me. Uh, he knew a little bit about me because he even asked about my mom, who had ran for a county judge seat here in Jacksonville earlier that summer. And so I'm, you know, chatting it up with him. I'm like, wait a second, I gotta get focused on the game. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I did that, and uh, uh, and I remember my first uh, extra point was blocked. It was probably, you know, probably mostly my fault. I didn't move too, uh, I didn't move quick enough. Um, and it was actually Fernando Bryant that blocked it, who I think was, you know, a Jaguars draft pick. In the That's first right. Round. Yep. And um, I'm proud to say that I think I hurt his hand because you know, I kicked it so hard. But uh, but then after that, what I started doing was anytime it was an extra point or a field goal, I would I would 
zoom in on where Danny was, Danny Werfel, and I would just kind of run up to him and just touch him on the shoulder because I felt like I would have good luck if I somehow <laughs> crossed his path. And uh, so every, I made all the rest of the kicks, and uh, that field goal was really special. It was the first field goal attempt in my career at Florida. Um, and uh, once I made contact and looked up and saw it going through, I I really breathed a sigh of relief, and 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 I knew that you, you know what I really knew deep down, which is I can do this, uh, and and I got a chance to do it, and and uh, it was successful. So of course, um, you know a lot of people don't think about this, but the snap and the hold are key components of that process, and so um, you know Mike Yunkin, the long snapper, and Matt Teague, the holder, did an excellent job for me and kind of set it up for me to to nail it through yeah awesome end up scoring seven points in that sec title game uh this episode is celebrating 96 is sponsored by the personal injury law firm of harrell and harrell a local family firm available 24 7 and my friends who you can trust harrell and harrell don't settle for less than you deserve as we start to get to the alabama game kind of give us an idea collins of what was it like for the team to kind of have to pick itself up off the mat after losing in Tallahassee and within a week get ready to go beat, you know, the nation's top pass defense? Uh, what was that process like? Uh, going back and looking at it, it looks like uh, you guys didn't even practice on Monday, which is, which was rare. But what do you remember about that week and just – sort of the conversations that were had among the players of, you know, we've still got a championship to go chase. And I think what you just said was probably the key, the championship that we got to go chase. And I know that Coach Spurrier was uh, rightfully so, uh, uh, you know, heavily emphasized the opportunity to win that SEC championship because within itself it's such a tough, tough league and a lot of good teams. And so uh, there was no time to kind of sit there and, you know, you know, and feel sorry for ourselves we had an SEC championship cha- championship game to go play, uh, and I think it starts with your leader, with Coach Spurrier. I mean, he he uh, he he sets the tone, and it kind of trickles down from there. And uh, you know, the veteran players, uh, and then you know, the players with maybe some less experience, it all kind of filters down. Um, but I think uh, collectively, uh, certainly, my recollection is uh, everyone had the right attitude, and we shifted our focus. Um, that was a big opportunity for us, and and obviously, we were ready to go. And, uh, and and it came out victorious. And on game day, you don't normally want distractions, but in this case, it was an incredibly uh, fortuitous distraction. Uh, about three hours before you guys kick off, mm-hmm. Texas upsets Nebraska, which was stunning. Uh, I don't know that young fans really realize that sounds like, you know, in, in today's day and age, that wouldn't be all that big of an upset. But at the time, Nebraska was this juggernaut. They were the reigning national champion, as we all know, uh, yes. you know, from the Fiesta Bowl. Um, but what was it like? I don't think anybody really thought Texas had much of a chance. Uh, what was it like being on the team in, in the team hotel and seeing that play out? Because it was such a dramatic finish to the game. I certainly remember, and I know on various um – you know, uh, either documentaries like um, The Believer that Kenny Chesney did with mm-hmm. Coach Spurrier or other ones. Um, it's kind of the same. It's the same that, and it's true. Uh, you know, all of us were in, you know, we're probably in the room with some other buddies. I was I was in a room with some of the specialists. And I'm pretty sure everyone had the game turned on because that was the championship game, championship game before ours. We had not left for the, for the Georgia Dome yet. And um, when Texas had that, I think, fourth down play and, and the quarterback dropped back and dumped it over the, the line to that, uh, I think, tight end maybe, uh-huh. um, it, it is true. The floor erupted. 
and everyone, you know, doors flew open. People were running by each other down the hall, high fiving, jumping up, jumping up and down. And uh, it, it, I, everyone knew that, you know, I think Danny Werfel said it uh, on another program that uh, that certainly opened the door for us to not only win the SEC championship game, but go back uh, and and have some redemption maybe against Florida State and um, and who knows, you know, after that. So um, that 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 I think not we were already fired up and excited to play, but that certainly propelled us. I think to a level that maybe we weren't expecting to be to be at emotionally or mentally, but uh, it, it's I, I think I know we were all thinking about it, um, you know, as far as prospectively what could happen if we could beat Alabama. But but certainly when the when we kicked off the Alabama game, we were focused on that game. Uh, but I think we all knew what could maybe be ahead after that if we could win. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing that stands out to me, you know, going back and looking at this is Alabama was the nation's leader in pass defense. They had the top ranked overall defense in the SEC. Uh, And yet the Gators score 45 points. And there was one stretch, uh, which your field goal was part of this stretch. Uh, Florida in the first half had a 17 play sequence uh, where they gained 239 yards and scored 24 points. Did you sense in, in the lead-up that the offense had the, the capability to execute at that high of a level? Or was there any sort of sense of surprise that it must have felt like almost every two minutes you're, you're running back out on the field to kick either a field goal or a PAT? Uh, maybe going out of order, I loved it because every time I could run on the field and kick in that game, I was I was super excited. I felt like a lot of my hard work and dedication was was starting to pay off. Uh, but in terms of um, you know what the offense was able to do, I, honestly, uh, uh, you know with the way, I mean, I'm trying to say this in a respectful way to the, the opponents, with the way the offense kind of handled a lot of teams that year, um, teams that were ranked. Uh, the Auburns, the, you know, the LSU's and other rival games like Georgia and other ones like that. Um, it really wasn't that surprising. I think that year it was a Vanderbilt game that was kind of the closest in margin maybe mm-hmm. um, at, at their place, and that was a little scary. But, um, uh, you know, especially being on turf and it was kind of a fast track, um, the speed and the quickness that our, our, you know, especially our receivers, but even our running backs had. And, of course, you know, with Danny at the helm, you know, you felt like just about anything was possible. And, of course, of course, the master of calling ball plays, you know, the head ball coach, uh, you know, sending in the plays. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, usually a successful recipe. So uh, we had all the ingredients and, uh, and everything worked well that night. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so you get the, the rematch against Florida State. Uh, what was the confidence level sort of in bowl practices with the team uh, as you get closer, bef- you know, before you guys uh, take off for New Orleans? Yeah, so I, I that was I got we went out there about a week early, and um, and I, I what I remember there was a lot of confidence, uh, and, and there wasn't really much messing around. I think maybe the first two nights you had somewhat of a relaxed curfew. I'm not sure that anyone really even took much advantage of it. I think everyone was very focused. And uh, one of the things I remember was the night before the game, traveling to a sort of a remote location. We would we did not even stay at the hotel in the heart of all the you know the the the, the activity in New Orleans. We went out somewhere, uh, and I can't remember. I unfortunately I can't remember where we went, but it was a different hotel. And kind of what I remember was, uh, you know, they had that one game. Uh, the Arizona State, right. Ohio State, yeah, the Rose Bowl, and and um, 
you know, and that turned out the way it did, which which opened the door even more, basically set the tone that whoever wins the, this Florida Florida State Sugar Bowl game was going to be the national champs probably. And um, it was just what I remember about this hotel was kind of out. I felt like it was out in, kind of in the middle of nowhere. It was sort of an eerie, night swampy feel in the state of Louisiana, and uh, you know. And then when that happened, I think you could just look. Everyone just could look in each other's eyes, and you could just tell, okay, you know, this is this is it. And uh, it, uh, the level of focus was, you know, like I've never seen from everyone, from the coaches to the players to the to the various you know staffs, strength staff, equipment staff, everybody. Um, I, I guess it did us good to get away that night before. But uh, I remember that, and then after that Rose Bowl game, Rose Bowl game ended, it just seemed like everything. The table was set, and we just had to go take what we felt like, uh, you know, was ours in terms of how well we played and how hard we worked, uh, you know, for it. What was the celebration like in the locker room after you guys destroyed the Knolls fifty-two to twenty? It was, uh, it was, it just one of the, it, it was, it was amazing. Um, just you know, very, uh, uh, you know, very memorable. Um, you know, I've heard, I've heard coach Spurs say on a couple of different, um, you know, maybe TV things that I've watched, I go back to the believer again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I echo what he says where, you know, the championship it's in, as opposed to an individual award, everyone gets to celebrate, everyone gets to hug, you know, all the teammates. Um, and it didn't matter if you were a walk on or a starter or a three star or a five star, if you were on the equipment staff or the strength and conditioning staff, I mean, everyone had an important role. And that was one of the best things about being at Florida was uh, you knew you had a role when you stepped foot into the program, whatever that role was. And you were valued. You were treated equally. Uh, if you were a player, you always got a chance, no matter if you were a walk-on or a scholarship guy. And just to see all that, just to feel, be there when all that kind of culminated into that first-ever championship for the university, um, it was just, you know, it, it, it's hard to put into words, Hayes, to be honest with you, but it's 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 something that I know if you ask any player or staff member or coach, they're going to say, you know, uh, it was just such a memorable, special moment that will stay with them, you know, for the rest of their life, and that's certainly the case with me. I'll, I will always very much cherish that moment. Collins, what was it like uh, returning to campus and, and the celebration in the swamp, but just the, you know, what what was it like the, the couple of weeks I uh, you know, returning to campus and and bringing that first national title back to Gainesville. No, it was really neat. Uh, I mean, I remember going to the White House. I remember the celebration. Uh, you know, it, it was. It just felt. It just. It, I guess the main, the first word that comes to mind was just accomplished. You just felt accomplished, and maybe maybe the next word would be rewarded. But in terms of that, I would say you know from all the hard work and dedication. I mean. It, um, you know, Jerry Schmidt, the strength coach at the time, his staff, um, a lot of people don't recognize maybe how important of a role those guys have because uh, they spend so much time with them in the off season. But that preparation for that season began, you know, back in you know January after the previous season, after we got back from the thumping, you know, against Nebraska that we that we that was you know that we took. Um, so. Uh, it just uh, just all the work that whole year, off season, in season, and, uh, and all the special moments, and how the stars kind of align with you know different teams beating other teams toward the end, and kind of you know sort of creating a path for us to get to that number one spot at the end of the day, uh, and certainly you know the rematch with FSU, you know uh, that's no doubt 
that no doubt makes it even more special. So, um, you know, the celebration, uh, seeing all those fans in the stands, it was great. And I, and I really want to, you know, I think it's it's important to recognize because what I remember is Coach Spurrier was really um, emphasizing that it's not just about him or the team. It's about, you know, all the fans there and even past fans that may may, may not even been with us. I think he even said something about, you know, for all those Gator fans, even up in heaven, yeah. chant, we're number one, we're number one. And I just, that's a credit to him because I think he recognizes being a former player, you know, and a you know, student athlete of Florida and then a coach at the time, uh, having some children, you know, a couple of kids, I think they went to that university that, you know, it's important to a lot of people. It's not just about the team, um, you know, and all the, all the, you know, various parts of the team, coaches, players, staff members, things like that. So I kind of remembered that and it kind of sat with me. I thought that was very, uh, very humble of him uh, and respectful of him, you know, to do that and to kind of bring everyone in and make sure everyone knows that, you know, this is about all of us to Gator Nation, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. I still get goosebumps thinking about that, being in the stadium that day as a fan and, uh, and, and chanting, we're number one for the Gators up in heaven. It was a remarkable moment. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah fantastic. Well, Collins, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we really appreciate you joining us on Celebrating 96 as uh, we've relived this SEC championship game thumping over Alabama 45-30. to 30. Uh, Certainly appreciate it, buddy. I look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Hayes. Take care. All right. Really appreciate Collins' time, and uh, it's uh, it's fun to go back and, and hear those stories and kind of picture what it must have been like being in the hotel and being on that team and seeing how far they had to come from that Saturday evening in Tallahassee to where they were the following Saturday in Atlanta to beat a team like Alabama. It's a, it's a tremendous accomplishment. It shows the mental toughness of this team and, and why – they ended up being the national national champion. So uh, really appreciate Collins' time. That is the final, 45-30. Florida wins the SEC title over Alabama, setting up that monumental Sugar Bowl clash against Florida State, the rematch. And uh, we'll certainly look forward to having a lot of fun talking about that game next week. want to thank Harold and Harold for sponsoring this episode of Celebrating 96. Harold and Harold. My friends, Huge Gators, local family law firm available 24-7. You can count on them big enough to take on the insurance companies, small enough that when you call, they're going to know who you are. Uh, Hopefully you have not been injured, but if you have or you have a loved one that needs uh, some help in this matter, uh, please contact Harold and Harold, 904-251-1111. This is Hayes Carlion. Thank you for listening to Celebrating 96 on 1010XL.com.